Let me ask you a question. Would you be willing to go back to school, earn a new degree, so you can start over in a new profession? What would it take to do that? These are the questions we're tackling today in episode number three of the Second Breaks podcast. You ready? Here we go. Change careers, break into new industries, transition into new roles, reinvent yourself and make the dent you want. This is the Second Breaks podcast. And now, here's your host and fellow second breaker, Lou Blazer. Hello, hello, my friend. Can I just tell you how excited I am? Because after I finish recording and editing this episode, I will have the first three episodes that I wanted to be ready for podcast launch day, which is uh, June 1st. And uh, if you had told me, even just four or five months ago that I would be hosting a podcast by myself and I told you you're crazy. That's never going to happen because, uh, not, not because I didn't want to. I've, I've actually wanted to start my own podcast for a while, but I'd been scared. You know, I've, I'm scared of stand, you know, speaking in front of a camera or behind a microphone and I don't like the sound of my voice, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you need an example of being scared and doing it anyway, well, this is it, my friend, because even as I work on these episodes, I can tell you I'm scared. I credit this bravery to another podcast that I was listening to, the Creative Pen podcast, which is, by the way, my favorite podcast. And uh, Joanna Penn was interviewing Jared Morris of Rainmaker Digital. And in the episode, Jared said something about using his fear as an indicator that he's stretching himself and growing. And, and that if he had not felt scared in a while, that probably meant that he was stuck in his comfort zone. And uh, this obviously isn't a new concept. I've heard something like this before, and I'm, I'm sure you have. But there was something in the way that he said it, or maybe it was the context in which it was said that, that made it stick in my head this time. And um, I asked myself, what is the thing that I most want to do, but I'm scared of trying? And hosting a podcast was the number one answer that I came up with. So within a week of me hearing that interview, I decided to do this. <laughs> so there you go. I may not be 100% ready, but I'm doing it anyway. I'll get better at this. I promise you. And I'll get used to hearing my voice. My goodness. In the meanwhile, I'm doing something that I know will advance the work that I'm trying to do. And uh, it will help you with your own career goals, which is the point of this at the end of the day, right? So um, let me ask you, is there something you want to do so much, but you've been stymied because of fear? Tell me about it, okay? Head on over to secondbreaks.com forward slash episode three. That's one word, episode three and number three. <laughs> and let's turn this into a conversation, right? Okay, so I want to hear from you. So my guest today is Brooke Erickson, uh, who is a functional nutritionist, and you'll hear her describe what a functional nutritionist is, because I actually didn't know myself. And um, 
she, but before she was、uh, on this career path, she was doing something else altogether. And in her thirties, she decided that she wanted to change careers, and、uh, she went back to school, basically、um, earned her degree, and、uh, started over、uh, in a new career path altogether. And let me tell you, I was so impressed because I don't know if I have that stamina myself to. Go back to school, be working full time, nine to five, and then nights and weekends be going to school. And so it takes determination and、uh, conviction to what it is that you want to do in order to be able to to do this, right? Because you can imagine, you can just imagine the sacrifices on a day to day basis when you're going when you're going to school and、uh, and doing work at the same time. So let's transition to my conversation with.、Uh, Brooke, and I'll catch you at the back end. Hi, Brooke. I'm so happy that、uh, you're、uh, spending some time with me here at Second Breaks. Thank you for、um, joining me. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. If you don't mind, maybe giving a little bit of an introduction about what you do,、um, and、uh, you know what does a functional nutritionist do, and how is that different from other nutritionists? If if there is a difference, right? Okay, so I have my background in、um, something called functional nutrition, which is kind of a combination of a traditional nutritionist and then something called functional medicine. Um, and so, what I did was initially went to school to become a nutritionist, and then kind of fell into the the functional medicine model of healthcare, which is kind of this new, really exciting, upcoming kind of approach that all sorts of different、um, practitioners are using. So, anywhere from a, a chiropractor to a naturopath to an MD,、um, acupuncturist, all kind of. Could be using this functional medicine approach, and really, it's just getting to the root cause of imbalances in the body,、um, treating、um, that underlying root cause versus just treating symptoms. So it's a very comprehensive kind of dive into the systems biology、um, of how things are connected in the body, and how you know something like you know a digestive issue isn't necessarily just that you ate one food that's not. Sitting well with you, it could be、um, all these other different underlying, you know, causes that may have triggered a, you know, more of a chronic health issue. So it's really kind of figuring out what that is、um, at its core, so that you help the person heal and feel their best again without just kind of focusing on how do we make the symptoms go away. So,、right. so are you are you a doctor then? Are you a medical doctor? No, 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 no.、Okay. I'm a certified nutritionist. Yeah,、okay. I'm a certified nutritionist. Yeah,、gotcha. and so I work within my scope of practice using that functional medicine model. I gotcha.、Uh, but I work with other functional medicine practitioners、um, who do more of the you know medical side and lab testing and things like that. Gotcha. And so,、yeah. um, is it fair to say that not all nutritionists? Are the same, so not all of them have、uh, your your discipline or your your training. Is that fair to say that? Oh, absolutely. Yes, it's it's a very unique、um, kind of niche, I guess, that I fell into. That's becoming more popular,、uh, and there's more and more registered dietitians and nutritionists who are kind of 
using this type of a model, but um, it's, it is very rare right now to find nutritionists doing this. Um, there's only a handful of them that I know of. Um, and it's really exciting. It's just, it's, it's a lot of, like I tend to get a lot of people who have maybe already been to another nutritionist or they've been to a naturopath or they've been to other practitioners and people can't figure out what's wrong with them. They can't, they're not getting better. Um, they might have some symptoms that get better, but they still are not feeling their best. And so I end up with them at some point and we dig a little deeper and we really try to figure out what's going on. So, um, yeah, it's, it is unique and it's really exciting. And I, I hope, I hope more nutritionists are moving in this direction because it's just a really comprehensive way to work with, with clients and patients and to help them feel better. Yeah. So, um, in preparation for our chat, I, you know, I took a look at your um, about page. If I remember correctly, there was something about a story that you were talking about, something about your grandmother perhaps having a huge influence. And I wonder if you could share that story with with us today about how you made a decision to to go this direction. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, my grandmother, who I'm a spitting image of, I I have all of her genes. I swear. Um, and she passed away at a really, she was only 63 when she passed away from um, cancer. You know, I was 18 years old at that time. And that was very, um, I was really close with her. And I would say throughout the beginning of my 20s, I really started to pay attention more to nutrition and health and started to learn more about how, you know, your genes are not your destiny and that there are, you know, nutrition and lifestyle things that you can do to um, make sure that your genes are are functioning in the best way they can and, and those, those negative consequences, health consequences don't occur. And so I really became passionate about nutrition and health at that point and really just wanted to take care of myself and, you know, make sure I had the opportunity to have a really long, healthy life. And yeah, so that's, I, I personally just became very passionate about nutrition. That was just, I was reading about it constantly and um, studying up on on my own. And so that's kind of what drew me to nutrition in the first place. Um, and then it just kind of went from there. So do you remember when that happened, whether you were interested in, on doing something else prior to your, you know, interest in nutrition? Yeah, well, I, this was way longer like this. I was 30 when I went back to school to do this. So, um, Oh, I see. Yeah. So I spent, you know, I was 18. My grandmother passed away. I became really passionate about nutrition. Um, but I was doing a completely different career in my twenties. And then I was an event planner ah. uh, for a long time. And then I was an operations manager. I mean, completely different from, you know, great skill sets that I use still in my practice. Um, but yeah, very different. So that was kind of, I, I had this moment probably right around when I was turning 30, that I just had this calling and this passion for wanting to help people. And I didn't really know how or what that was going to look like. I was, I remember looking into becoming a, um, a, um, oh gosh, I'm blinking like a, like a personal coach, you yes, know, like yeah, a life coach or something like a life yeah. coach. Yeah. I was kind of looking into that. Like, what does that look like? Maybe that's how I could help people. Um, and then someone kind of was like, why don't, have you thought of nutrition? Like you're, you already are so passionate about this. Why don't you help people with that? And I remember being so overwhelmed by that idea at first, because I knew how much school was involved in that. 
Um, cause I didn't even go to college after high school. I just went straight into working. So I was starting from scratch if I went back to school to do that. Um, but you know, I was just really, it, something really spoke to me about it. Um, I grew up near Bastyr university. That's kind of where my parents lived. And I'd driven by that school for years and always kind of been interested in it and knew I was drawn to that a little bit. And so, um, yeah, it was kind of a big leap, but it just made sense when it did, you know, things were shifting in my company I was at and, um, they were kind of doing layoffs and I just asked to be on that list and decided to go back to school. So it worked out. Did you, you said that, um, you took, you opted for, I guess there was a, some kind of a package that was being offered at that time. Was it, uh, in your well, my- company back then or? Yeah, I started a little bit. I started doing some of my kind of basic undergraduate um, classes while I was still working. So I was working full time and then going to started going to school full time in the evenings. Oh, wow. Uh, I did that for a quarter and then I was a little overwhelmed. I was like, okay, I need to rethink this a little bit. I don't know if this is sustainable. Um, so I managed to work with my company and I went down to part time for a while. So then I did full-time and worked part-time for a little while. Um, So yeah, I I just had to kind of make adjustments. I mean, it was all new. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. Right. Um, So I just kind of made adjustments as I needed to make sure I was still maintaining somewhat of a life-work balance and not, you know, burning myself out, which is also important. Right. Um, And so yeah, so then I worked part-time for a little while and then I got to the point where I had finished the two years of kind of prerequisites I needed to start at Bastyr for the nutrition program, um, which is a full-time program. You can't work and go and do that for a while. You can, but I don't know. I would not wish that on anyone. So then it just kind of worked out. My company was doing layoffs and I kind of volunteered to be, be laid off and it worked out. And so I started Bastyr full-time. Uh, yeah. So how many years did it take you? So, so I guess you were doing two years of part-time studies at night and weekends, and yeah. then uh, how many years of full-time before you finished? So two years, two years of full-time um, after that. So it was four years for my undergraduate, and then I took two years off because I kind of just needed a break <laughs> um, and worked for a company for a couple of years, knowing I was going to go back to graduate school. So then I after two years, quit, went full-time graduate school, um, and did a two-year program in five quarters and just cranked it out. <laughs> so, oh my God. I'm so impressed. Yeah. I mean, once you're that close, it's kind of like, you, you just want to be done. I just wanted to start doing what I've been trying to work toward for so long. So that was really driver for me. Right. And I guess that's the difference when you're very clear about what you want to do, right? So, I mean, I'm sure you had to sacrifice quite a bit. And it's different when you're going to school in your 30s and when you are on your 19th, you know, early days. Oh, absolutely. I kicked myself a few times. Like, why didn't I just go to get my undergrad out of the way at least, you know, when I was younger? So, um, but you know, I, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do then. So, in a way, I'm thankful that I waited until I found something I was really passionate about because I enjoyed school that much more. I uh, really loved what I was learning, and I just think I was in a better place to be able to really give 100%, whereas sometimes I think when you're 18, you're just kind of showing up and maybe not giving 100% at that age, you know? So, um, so yeah. 
Could you talk a little bit about the the support system or uh, that you um, that you had during that time? Because that's that's another sort of stumbling block for a lot of people, right? So there's a financial element of it, yep. obviously. There is. But then there's also the support support in terms of people around you who are actually allowing you allowing you to to go to go to go do this, right? So can you talk a little bit about the the support that you had during that time? I mean, I was really, really lucky because um, a big push for why I even went back to school was, um, you know, my husband's support and he was really passionate about school um, and really wanted me to, to follow my dreams. And so he was behind me 100 percent. He, you know, we made arrangements so that I could not work when I needed to. Um, and he was, you know, always supportive of my schedule and we worked around it, you know, and so I think that made a, I mean, I couldn't imagine doing it without him helping me. He was definitely a, a huge part of that. Um, and then the rest of my family, you know, my mom, everyone was just really supportive. So I do think that that's important. I think, um, whoever that is finding a couple people who can really, you know, be there for you, support you, who are understanding, who can be flexible, yeah, I think it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Also, when, when the going gets tough, right? So when you're having to study late at night or when you're having to like forgo certain things because you have to do something for work, for, for school, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That happened a lot. It happened a lot. So, but, you know, it, it, I think that everyone can find someone in their life who can who can be that person for them, you know. Um, and, and as long as you can do that, I think you're you'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what is your work like these days? Do you have your own clinic or, or practice or do you, you know, so how does it, how does it work for you? Yeah. So I, I did start my own practice. Um, so I work out of two different offices right now, um, kind of subleasing from two different offices. One of them is, um, kind of a women's health center that specializes in pregnancy and women's health issues. Um, things like that. So I do a lot of preconception fertility type work up in that uh, facility. And then I have another office that um, I work with a acupuncturist in the same office. And so um, kind of do some work out of that office with all the other focuses that I do for my practice. Yeah. So, so uh, I know you set up your own practice, you said, so um did you have, does that mean that you had to look for your own sort of clients or, or initially, yeah. do you call it clients or patients? I don't know. Clients. clients. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. does that mean you had to look for your own clients? Yes. I'm still doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I did. I did an internship for a little bit um, with a functional medicine MD. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I really just had to start networking and, um, building a, a client base. So, and I'm still kind of, you know, I'm only a year in to my practice, so it's still a work in progress. Um, but it's, it's going really well. It's, it's a hard, you know, it was, I think I underestimated how difficult it would be to start a practice and a business at the same time. They're two different things. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm learning trial by fire on a lot of things, you know, sometimes that's the best way to learn. So, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it any differently. So that's good. Uh, a couple more questions, Brooke. So, if there's anyone who's, uh, you know, 
anyone who's listening or watching this video um, saying I want I want to go in that field into that field as well what might you suggest where might you suggest that they start with yeah so I mean definitely there's a lot of different ways that you can get into nutrition and health these days I mean depending on the state that you're in there's different licensing kind of requirements um, but there's also a big movement right now for health coaches um, and w health coaches working alongside with different practitioners. Um, and there's health coach training programs that maybe aren't as extensive as going back to school for seven years. Um, and so I would say, you know, if time, you know, or resources is more of a challenge for you, but you have that passion, I, I would look into health coaching. There's, it's, it's a big upcoming field, I think, um, where you're kind of helping manage people's um, day to day, you know, kind of just supporting them, helping them uh, meet their goals and giving them ideas and suggestions on, um, you know, ways to work through challenges they're having. So, um, yeah, I think that that's worth exploring. Um, if, if you want to do the, the full nutrition route, um, you're, you're going to have to go to school. So if you obviously, at least for the, you know, nutrition or dietetic program. So, um, there's kind of only one route to do for that. Um, so it just depends on, you know, what your resources are, but I would say that there's, there's, a, there's different options out there. So definitely explore what makes sense for you and, you know, what's going to be a good fit. Um, yeah. And, and I say, go for it. There's a huge need for that right now. So yeah. Brilliant. So your practice, Brooke, is it mainly face-to-face -face, or do you also work with people that are not geographically in the same, you know, uh, location as you are? Yeah, I do both. So I, I have the two office locations locally, um, and then I do work with people virtually. Um, yeah, so it's kind of nice. I, I can do both. Um, I can't, I do take insurance when I see people in person. Um, I can't take insurance over virtual, but I have lots of different packages, um, that are, you know, priced well for those people so that it's affordable. Right. Um, right. yeah. So and it, it where do people find you then? Where can people find you? And I'll include the links obviously on the post, but where can people find you? Yeah. So my website is nourishthrive.com. Um, I've got a contact form on there, my locations. Um, so definitely feel free to reach out. And um, I do offer a 15 minute free um, phone consultation. Um, so someone just wants to chat and figure out, you know, if we're a good fit, or if I can help with whatever they are looking for. Um, it's kind of a nice way to just get on the same page before they commit to anything. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So That's a good point. Yeah, because um, going back to what we were talking about in the beginning, it's a it's a it's a niche sort of space, and so they may have different expectations, or they may have never worked with a nutritionist before, and so what's the different, you know, that kind of stuff, right? So they can explore exactly. it with you first. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely have areas that I'm, you know, more focused on, or that I specialize in a little bit more, and there's some areas that you know, I would probably refer out if it if someone came to me with, with certain things, because it's a little bit out of my, not that I couldn't do it, but it's not really where I've invested the most education and research um, to, to be able to serve someone the best. So I want to make sure I'm connecting them with the best person that can help them. So 
yeah, so it's kind of a win-win for both of us. That's great. That's super. Well, Brooke, thank you so much for spending time with me. This is awesome. And I learned something. And so thank you so much for sharing your, your story and also what you do with us today. Thank you so much. This was great. It was nice chatting with you. So my key takeaway from that conversation is the power of clarity of vision, clarity of purpose, because when we are clear about why we want to do something or where we want to go, we can actually we can actually take on quite a bit, right? We can take on quite a bit of effort, quite a bit of sacrifice. So clarity is uh, key. Um, what about you? Uh, what did you take away from that conversation with Brooke? Head on over to secondbreaks.com forward slash episode three and uh, share your thoughts. Let's, uh, let's turn this into a conversation. Okay. So starting from uh, in the next episode, you'll be getting weekly episodes Woo-hoo! every Thursday, a new episode should be getting published. And if you subscribe to iTunes, you won't have to worry about it. It'll drop on your uh, uh, device, a podcast player device of choice automatically. Um, the next episode will be with Deanna Carlisle, who works with young kids, helping them get clarity on their, there you go with the clarity again, right? Helping them get clarity on their career vision and What's interesting is that whatever it is that we talked about that's related to her work uh, with the young kids relate to us adults. So you're going to you're going to want to listen to that one. So with that, I'm signing off. I'll talk to you next week. Keep making your dent, my friend. Cool beans.